1: First Energy paid sixty million dollars in bribes to build a corruption machine with a single purpose—to get a the utility a billion-dollar ratepayer bailout for its nearly obsolete nuclear plants—and House Speaker Larry Householder orchestrated the whole thing. So says an indictment unsealed Tuesday. That's the subject of this special episode of this week in the CLE, the news podcast from Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer. This story is so big it gets its own episode. I'm Chris Quinn with my colleagues Jane Cahoon and Chris Bernowski. Holy moly! <laughs> I was going
2: to say holy something else, but I but I won't. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been isolated all this time working on like the biggest stories of our lives. It's it's just the strangest thing yeah it? I
0: think we have to stop declaring this is the biggest story of the year because we <laughs> this is the third biggest story of the year that we've had thus far so yeah,
1: um, uh, truly mind-boggling and we're all doing it remotely again let's uh let's start with the basics Jane this is basically a corruption play in three acts what are they
2: well the the first act would be uh, getting Larry householder uh, elected to the speakership and all of his supporters. So that was the campaign aspect of it. And then the second part was getting this nuclear plant bailout bill passed for First Energy uh, to rescue their nuclear plants. And then Chapter 3 would be making sure that that stood, that a referendum campaign was not going to succeed.
1: And and th- each of these acts is just filled with so many sleazy <laughs> doings. So let's talk about Team Householder. This started, as we all know, Larry Householder lost his bid to become House Speaker after the previous House Speaker had to leave because he was under federal investigation, Cliff Rosenberger. So, so in the intervening time, according to this indictment, they identified these stooges that they would get elected. They would fund their election so they could come in and get Larry Hillsholder elected. And, and it worked. I mean, it goes through the details of just, they, they, they spent the money, they identified who would do it. How would you like to be one of those people today? I mean, one, you might be worried you're going to get arrested and two, you look like a puppet.
2: Exactly. And it's interesting too, the, the way they all did this, um, was through this householder-controlled group that that we now know for sure was controlled by householder, according to the indictment, called Generation Now. This this dark money, uh, what was it, five hundred one C four that where they just basically disguised all this money. And according to the indictment, First Energy just kept wiring the money in there. And, um, you know, and the and beauty the, of the it instruments.
1: is they're on wiretaps talking about what a great thing it is that they control it and you can't trace it. I mean, the, the Ohio law is such that these stupid things can exist. So you can actually spend 60 million dollars in bribes secretly. But they're talking about how great it is. Chris Hernowski, you listened in on the court hearing today and all of those people that are on Team Householder, it sounds like they might have something to worry about. What did they say about additional arrests?
0: Well, the the special agent who was in charge of the investigation sort of led off the the press conference by one saying that the uh anonymously identified company A is somebody we all know, which, you know, you outed early on. In the yeah, fall. we're not we're not <laughs> even going through that <laughs> subterfuge. They, it's they had energy.
2: like the CEO identified in there. I mean, there's just no yeah, question. There's no,
0: it's right. first energy and it always was. But one of the things that he explained was how this investigation, you know, how close to the best the they were sort of playing it because of who was involved. And, you know, because of how easy it would be for you know this enterprise to sort of shut down as the investigation was ongoing so there was really not much of any public indication that something like this was happening until this morning but and, but what did
1: they say about these other people
0: well and he said now that the now the investigation is entering another phase where and and to sort of put it the way that he put it that more people were going to get their doors knocked on today and in the in the coming days so there, there are more people who who are going to probably be contacted um, in this investigation. Whether whether or not they end up being charged is it remains to be seen. But but you have to imagine that as this unfolds. I mean, just the the scope of this is huge, and the amount of people that are involved in it, and the amount of money that's involved in it is very significant. So. Um well, let's talk think. about why
1: they might end up being charged. There was in act 2 of what Jane described where they get the bill passed. Uh there's text messages that Larry householder is sending to people and later asking them to delete where he's putting the arm on him. That was more with the Senate. But but there was a lot of money involved. And so if that money was used to buy these people off, then, yeah, they might be facing some serious corruption charges on on their own. Um, it, it's not really clear. I mean, they only lay out in these indictments what they need to charge the people who are charged so far. And there's a bunch of them. But if they go after the people who voted for this thing, because
0: of whatever reason, then, then you could see that coming down. The- well, you, have to, you have to think, you know, and it, it, when you're looking at a criminal enterprise like this, I mean, look, we, you, we've all covered different <laughs> public corruption things. You know, it's never usually just comes down to five people. There, there are they're going to be outlying people who are, are, are talked to, talked about charged with crimes with lesser crimes, it, you know, all for the sole purpose of, you know, getting people to cooperate with the investigation and and, and really going after bigger fish. So- I've got to
1: say, though, you say we've all seen these before. My experience is, as people mostly know, is I, you know, I was the Metro editor during the big county corruption investigation that involved dozens and dozens of schemes. I mean, we mm-hmm. we'd get the indictments and we'd be ripping them apart and we'd have a team of reporters writing up each individual scheme. This is one massive scheme. It was all about getting the billion-dollar nuclear bailout for first energy. And everything that happened in this 80-page indictment was with a single-minded purpose to subvert the interest of Ohioans and and enrich this utility. It's look,
2: it, we Can I it's, offer some perspective here. Sure. Uh, there was a good quote from David DeVillers, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District. Uh, who spoke during the news conference? He said it is likely the largest bribery money laundering scheme ever perpetrated against the people of the state of Ohio.
1: So does that make First Energy the sleaziest company <laughs> in the history of Ohio?
2: I mean, they, they were got, not indicted. Not. Let 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 let's make that clear. They yeah, were, they're not they're indicted, not which
1: did. is a big question. Why the hell not? They funded the whole thing. And that that's what's kind of striking. And I, I'm betting that this will ultimately end up with some people at First Energy indicted. How? How could it not? But, you know, the, the other thing, and, and Jane, you remember this, every step of this was stinky. It's not like this, right. this, this move to get the bailout was quiet in every step. It was thwarted. And then as it moved, everyone was calling it out. It destroyed our green energy move right. because First Energy doesn't want green energy. They want you to use their energy. R- and, remember,
2: they brought the Chinese into it, too. You know, those
1: like oh, those scare
2: ads and everything. Well,
1: was- you're getting into Act Three. So let's go yeah. ahead and oh, go I'm there <laughs> after after this gets passed. Uh, Some well-meaning citizens and opponents of what happened tried to do what is allowed in the Ohio Constitution. They tried to put it on the ballot. And really, the sleaziest part of this then takes place. The things that Householder is accused of doing to stop it and his attitude, we, we can't let the uh, something passed by the legislature get changed. We're, we're going to, and it's kind of obscene what he says about how you have to punish people who try and undo what the legislature does. You know, we knew there were underhanded things happening, right? There were fights and, and whatever. But you got to admit, reading this indictment, It made your jaw drop with what they were trying to pull off. I mean, Matt Borges.
2: Yeah, Matt Borges allegedly bribed some guy to be like a mole inside the campaign. And then they they said they were going to like hire all the signature gathering companies, you know, so that the referendum people couldn't hire any. And it's exactly what they were saying. Hey, we're being stymied by this because they're hiring all these people. I mean, they... They seem to know what was going on. They,
1: this indictment shows they purposefully went out to places where they were gathering signatures and offered people money to stop gathering the signatures. Right. I mean, it right. was just the sleaziest thing and and spending, you know, tons of first energy's money. and and it was successful. I mean, that that's what's so sad is this sixty million dollar thing subverted. The best interest of the people of Ohio subverted the constitutional process. It's staggering, and it has great meaning for politics. One, Larry Householder is going to have to go; he can't stay as House Speaker. But you know, Mike DeWine is not implicated in this. Is corrupt, and nobody would think he would be corrupt. But he signed this bill. He he pushed it in a
2: big hurry after it was passed, as I recall. Like he, so he signed signed
1: the bill that was put together. Through corruption to subvert the best interests of Ohioans. How does he how does he withstand that? How does he stick around now knowing that he was a stooge in this pageant? Well, a little
2: while ago, he issued a statement calling for householders resignation saying, oh, everybody's presumed innocent, but. That uh, he just <laughs> see how also, it's, how householder could do his job <laughs> under the current circumstances.
1: Yeah,
0: and he, he doesn't have that any that bad down. blood with Householder. Go ahead, Chris. I mean, but it, I mean, it's a little. naive to say, you know, how can. How can DeWine survive this? I mean, look, this isn't Matt Borges's first go around in public corruption. Well, say a <laughs> little bit about who
1: he is. I'm not sure everybody knows who he is. So. so he,
0: I mean, he's a lobbyist now and and he, I mean, you probably know more about this than I do. And, it, but, you know, he, he was wrapped up in, in a previous, uh, invest, a uh, corruption investigation, uh, involving, like a pay-to-play. yeah, like a pay to play investigation and, And, you know, he, you know, ended up getting charged with, I think, a misdemeanor in that case. Yeah, it was just a
2: misdemeanor. But he I believe he was keeping like a little short list for the state treasurer at the time of brokers that they were going to be doing business with. He was the
1: chief of staff for the state treasurer using his office for illegal purposes. And he got a second lease on life, rose to the party chairman, the Republican yeah, party Yeah, his chairman. record was,
2: that record was expunged. And yeah, he moved yeah. on to be right. the party chairman, so, a big I mean, ally of John Kasich.
0: So to, so to ask, you know, you know, how do people survive this? They always, I mean, look, they, there's always a second life in this kind of stuff, you know? I mean, these, these people always sort of find their way back to you know, maybe not the public office part of it, but, all, but in some chamber of influence in our government. And, and, you know, and that's how our government is sort of designed and worked always.
1: So Although will, will Larry Householder get another chance? I mean, Jimmy DeMora is serving 24 years because he got some fake palm trees and a pizza oven. This is $60 million. And in the federal system, the amount of the money does play a role in your sentence. And that, I mean, I'm it's not surprised staggering. to hear it's the biggest amount ever, 60 million. But you are talking about a billion-dollar bailout. But but it but beyond that, once again, the interests of Ohioans are not being represented by the top leader in in the House. I mean, it's it's just one of those, how do you ever get this fixed? Look, we can talk about gerrymandered districts. I mean, all of these people that were on Team Householder are likely to get reelected in November
0: because they've cooked the books with their districts. Look, and, and, and as, as Jane rightly pointed out when we were talking earlier about this, Andrew Tobias, one of the reporters who's currently working on this story, wrote a step-by-step explanation last year about how this dark money stuff works and 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 i think we you know i mean this goes all the way back to like citizens united i mean this is this is how dark money and ugly campaigns and campaign financing that's how it works this is this is how our government works right now and and it's going to take i mean we're talking about systemic change in other aspects of our society right now it is going to require a sea change of, of almost every aspect of our government to fix this kind of stuff. I mean, this is not just an indictment of five people or six people or in in any, this is an indictment of how our political system works. Look in the, in the next few days,
1: we will be publishing the photos and names of everybody who voted for this bill, which Jane included 10 Democrats. What were they thinking? So they're all going to be on front street. This is you're right, Chris, with all the systemic change that's being discussed, this is the moment. This is the moment to say, we're not going to have this kind of thing. The guy who wrote the indictment, good writer, he he lays out that because of the way these things are set up, they got to do this in complete secrecy. There's no way that any citizen or media could have gotten to the bottom of this because you had to have subpoena power. This stuff was all protected. First Energy could could give 60 million dollars to Larry Householder's little fund and and managed to subvert the whole process with with very little sign of it. I mean, We all knew when those ads about China came out, nobody doubted that First Energy was behind that because they were the only ones that stood to gain. But they never fessed up. I mean, we had them before us. You tried to get them to fess up and they ducked it. What happens to First Energy? They're a key employer in Akron. But I mean, this is like the biggest stain you can have. Do you think their name stays on Brown Stadium or do you think the Browns run away from them now?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this, their stock went down today. I mean, we have uh, yeah, I was gonna new say, new. yeah. So, so you know, who knows what happens? You know, it's it's as of right now, officially in the in the in the system of courts, they're still an unindicted co I guess co-conspirator. I mean, they're you know they're not even named by name in this thing yet. So you know, Everyone- who knows what the future holds for First Energy.
1: Jane, if you remember the last scandal to go in Columbus, it was Coingate. And after Coingate with Tom Noe and all that, he just got out recently. Yeah, I guess, that because was of mere, the
2: like $13 million, I think, or something.
1: But after that, every main office in Columbus switched to Democrat except one. Mark Dan got in, did his shenanigans and had to leave. And eventually it went back to being Republican. We're, we're four months away where every member of the House is up for election. None of the big offices, the attorney general, which I'd like to talk about where the hell was Dave Yost for all this. I mean, he's been investigating Democrats in Cuyahoga County when 60 million dollars in corruption was happening under his nose. But is there a chance we'll see people so disgusted that they'll elect anybody but the incumbents?
2: You know, I think that's more likely to happen in a in a statewide election rather than in these gerrymandered districts. I know you don't want to talk that much about gerrymandering, but you know the the, the districts are so rigged. I, I just I don't know. Maybe maybe some of them will get the blowback, but I, I'm just all right.
1: So so sure. so let me ask you this: this this bailout of the nuclear plants now is very clearly forged of corruption that that it was a complete subversion of the process how how likely is it that it now gets reversed i mean can can first energy profit from get the fruits of its illegal labor or does it have to get reversed and does this bring some force to the people that want to bring green energy standards into ohio Does does the resistance to that from Mike DeWine and everybody else who got rid of it evaporate now? Because if you stand against that, you stand for corruption.
2: Oh, boy, that it's such a hard question to answer. I mean, legally, I don't know. I mean, this was passed by the entire legislature, and I don't know that the the corruption necessarily you know, legally matters in in terms of that. I just don't, I honestly, I wouldn't want to pretend like I know legally what I'm talking
1: about. So let me go here. Amelia Sykes, the minority leader in the House, could very quickly propose a bill now to reverse that, right? Mm -hmm. She's from Akron, she could Mm -hmm. reverse it. So, So if there's a bill to reverse it, is anybody down there going to stand against that? Now? I wonder. I mean, right. it would
2: kind of put them on front street, you know, to say, okay, you, you know, you, you're going to vote for for this again, knowing what you know now. I mean, that'd be a very smart thing to do. But weirdly, you know, with these ten Democrats voting for it um, in the House, it's like we haven't really heard any big you know, normally, you know, you get a big Republican corruption case like this and the Democrats are all over it. And we haven't heard a lot of, you know, strong statements. yet. I think they said they were going to issue something, but as of right now, I I haven't seen anything. So, hmm. So this,
1: this removes a chief foe of DeWine. Uh, DeWine and Householder have been battling all year. Householder was trying to. Householder attacked Amy Acton. Householder attacked many of the moves that Mike DeWine made to deal with the coronavirus. Things that most people in the state supported. Again, Householder trying to subvert the people of the state. Does this give Mike DeWine suddenly a big boost of power where he he doesn't need to worry as much that the house is going to mess with him as he tries to do his job on the coronavirus. You know, we've had an analysis last week that said he's not the same leader we saw at the beginning. And part of the reason might have been that Householder and company were coming at him so hard. But Householder's going to be gone. So what happens now with that?
2: Yeah, I, I think because he signed it and supported it, I don't think, you know, I don't think he's got enough distance from it. That's my opinion. I don't think it, like, vaults him up, you know, all of a sudden to be able to do what he wants without any pushback.
1: What what I can't wait to see, and this is really going to be interesting because he will be before reporters very soon. He postponed his briefing today for obvious reasons till tomorrow. Is he going to stand behind this bill? I mean, he signed it. But knowing now what you know about how the whole thing was put together through Mm -hmm. corruption and that the referendum was subverted through corruption. Can you stand behind that bill? How do you do it? I mean, I I just, I'll be waiting tomorrow to see how he deals with that. He
2: needs to answer that for sure.
1: or he'll say, oh, it's a legal matter. I can't talk
0: about
1: it. Typical politicians dodge. I don't know. I, I can't imagine there's not going to be, there were so many people against this bailout and so many people that wanted green energy standards. I can't imagine now that they're already not working to fix this. And if they get this thing going, it's, I'll just be interested to see which politicians stand behind something that was so forged in corruption.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's just stunning. It's, you know, when you think about it, it's, as you said, the entire process was just entirely corrupt, according to this indictment.
1: The, um, does it have much meaning for the Senate president, Larry Abhoff? I mean, they went along with the the householder bill, but they weren't, they weren't the proactive party. They got browbeaten. You could see in the indictments some yeah, of the and they're messages. not. I
2: mean, Larry Householder and Larry Abhoff aren't exactly best buddies here. Um, I guess it depends on whose doors they're going to be knocking on in the coming days, as as Chris Warnowski said. You know, and whether anybody in the Senate is is mixed up in this. You know, we haven't heard that
1: yet. But. Is there a natural automatic? Uh, House leader? I guess not because of the big fight we had last year when when Rosenberger left, right? So they'll they'll have to pick somebody to be, right? It's not There's not an automatic. Yeah, you know, know, like
2: Abhoff is going to be term limited and everybody kind of thinks that Matt Huffman is the next guy in line. As far as um, Householder, he, it seemed like he was going to be hanging on to power for quite a while. So I don't know that there was really like an heir apparent there.
1: What happens if he resigns? Does somebody get it in interim? I
2: think they have to have some kind of vote. I think maybe the speaker pro tem or something takes over um, and then then they have an election. Um, can't remember the exact rules, but.
1: You know, we should point out, too, these are federal charges. And generally, when the feds bring this kind of a case, it doesn't end in a trial. It did with Jimmy DeMora, but almost nobody else when it was in Cuyahoga County, because they don't bring these indictments until they have such an ironclad case you Mm -hmm. can't defend yourself and if you read this indictment they've got the ironclad case so um it it my bet is they'll be working to make deals with these guys in exchange for them identifying well where the money is coming from inside first energy the people at first energy have got to be scared to death yeah
2: i mean it's funny i think it was at the beginning of the complaint where the where the special agent said you know this doesn't represent everything i i know about this and it's just enough to get the probable cause here so you wonder okay what else what else could there be they they've got they've got the goods it looks like
1: well that gets back to what i said before i mean everything about this was for a single purpose and they're dealing with other expensive issues they're dealing with sports gambling there's a lot of money in sports gambling you know, as they as the feds were listening to wiretaps and things, you wonder, did they pick up on some sort of corrupt purposes with other things going through householders hands? This was so brazen and blatant that you don't think it's a one off, even I though think there was,
2: was a reference. um, Wasn't there to some payday lending money and some nursing home money
1: coming yeah. into
2: the generation now coffers or something?
1: Yeah. Again, you were always surprised. I don't know if
2: they they tied it to anything specific, but you know.
1: When, when these guys are caught talking, it's amazing how brazen they are. Uh, They just feel like Kings of the world. I I do want to kind of wrap up with this because it it always, I I, I never understand it. Why you're, you're, you're with a scheme this big involving this many people, there's no way you're not going to get caught. It's not a matter of if you will get caught and you will lose the rest of your life and your children will know you're a scumbag and everybody around you will know you're a loser. Why?
0: Why throw it all away? Because there, there's some version of this that is perfectly legal. You know, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of this dark money is just state sanctioned money laundering and 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 the thing is, is like when you look at like federal elections, like look at the last election, you know, who knew who Robert Mercer was before the last election? And and it took a lot of reporting and a lot of digging for people to sort of see, you know, who really puts money in these these packs, these these in these dark money groups, like who's behind them. And so are you arguing they thought what they were doing was legal I don't know. I don't know that they I I can't really speak to that. But I think, you know, there's there is some of this that is basically how our elections and political process works now. I mean, I, I think lo- he's lobbying. laying
2: out what 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 Larry Householder's defense is going to be. Right. Right. You
0: know, but, every, everybody's we've
1: been doing it this way all the time. Everybody <laughs> does. Well, but, it, but, like? it,
0: but there is some element of that. You know, there is you know, this is how lobbying works. And this is how, the, you know, I it's you know, this reaffirms every every cynical person's belief in government, which is, you know, voting on things doesn't matter that. Whoever has the most money, you know, I mean, the average voter doesn't have 60 million dollars to pump into a 501 C4 to influence policy, you know, and and they certainly don't get billions of dollars in return. And so I would
1: argue, Chris, that if they thought it was legal, they wouldn't have taken all the steps that are described to hide it. And they worked very hard to hide what they were doing. And when when they're trying to get one of the senators to delete the text messages that that he got from householder urging him to vote for it. You don't do that if you think it's on the up and but, up. But
0: what I'm saying is, is that there is some degree of this kind of stuff that is legal, that, that having a pack is not, you know, not legal, you know, sheltering, you know, how you direct money into a political campaign is, is perfectly legal. And, 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 and there are ways to sort of, of at least limit the amount of transparency as to, you know, how much money is going into and out of campaigns and that that has only become harder in my adult life, certainly after, you know, the Citizens United decision and and, you know, subsequent legislative attempts at state levels to make tracking this stuff a little more difficult. So, you know, OK, there, OK. <laughs> Okay. okay. So so this story is
1: rocking Ohio. That's why we devoted an episode to it. We'll be talking about it again in our regular episode in the morning. And we had a ton of content that we'll be publishing over the next 24 hours, really over the next weeks and months. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week in the CLE. We will be back with our regular episode on Wednesday morning.